Hello everybody and welcome to FRC Live, the biggest film review central podcast project we have ever done as we give you guys our live reaction, our live updates and generally just interact with you guys, the fans, make these podcasts exactly what you want for around about two years now I've always wanted to do podcasts that you guys really enjoy listening to and you know focus on things that you want to know about. But this is going to be something completely different. It's going to be answering your questions and going to interact with me and basically just extending the conversation on for as long as possible. Uh, my name is Kieran Cousins. Usually we have Gary Best joining us here today. But to read out your questions, I'm going to take on that mantle of doing that myself. Um, but you guys have been sending in messages ever since we've done this. We've done two now, two on a just audio, but this one's going to be a video-supported podcast. So if you have Spotify... Type film review centrally, and you can see exactly what we are talking about. So, a special look there for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. We have so much to cover, and a lot of it is actually uh, very, very linked to a little known uh, sci fi franchise, something that a lot of people have possibly heard about in the 70s. It didn't do very well. But it was Star Wars, wasn't it, guys? It was that Star Wars. Oh, my God. I've absolutely dominated 2022 with news and speculation. Uh, superhero stuff has been amazing. But we finally see Obi-Wan Kenobi. We got the first two trailers today, 27th of May. It's been pushed back, back and back. It was a really nice settlement to do it. 45 years to the day but it, it pushed it back but we got two episodes and we're getting a random podcast um random episode on wednesday which you know it's like three episodes in all in a matter of days you're like you're halfway through the series then you've got your mcgregor back darth vader's gonna be called that hayden christian's finally gonna put on the on um, the legendary uh suit of darth vader and the first two episodes i watched today uh i watched them with my dad uh, who's a big uh, Obi-Wan fan, big Star Wars fan, and he said, when this show was announced, we'll watch this together. So, um, Smotica Showdown competitor Phil Grudgens has is, is, is watched it with me, so he is loving it. And we're going to break this down today, we're also going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 4, because I've watched three out of the seven episodes released today. Have a look at the box office for this month as we're closing into midway through the year. Which ones am I surprised about? Which ones have done well, done bad? Uh, some of them are not even broke to hundred million pound mark domestically. So we're going to talk about that uh, as well as talking about the big movies coming out this coming month of June because that is uh, something <coughs> that I'm going to be uh, talking about in the summer because obviously the summer movies coming out. Stacked show, stacked show here today, but we've got our first message here from Aaron talking about Kenobi. He said, can you give us the two reviews? I know you do your uh, end of season reviews, but I want to really want to hear your thoughts and I thought FRC Live could be a great way to do that. What do you think about the show so far and will you be getting uh, Josh Davies um, for the review like you did uh, with Boba Fett? Really great insight into the world of Star Wars. Well, yes, I can confirm he is uh, coming back to do that review, cannot wait to speak about him because very knowledgeable on Star Wars. He's shown that with the um, 
Boba Fett review. Uh, I wanted to go with the Bad Batch, but unfortunately it was unavailable. Uh, but now he's good. He's good. He's ready. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. So, the, when, when the show was announced, I was excited. When I saw the first trailer, high, skyrocketed. And to me personally, what you're looking at is a beloved character of Star Wars. And when it was announced, I was slightly nervous because rumours were circulating about the show. It took a while to get it, but straight after Solo. And my biggest concern with Solo was that it was just an average film. I appreciated it more than others. People really hated it. And I knew that. But to me personally, what you're watching within Star Wars is that they're doing films about Boba Fett and Solo and now Obi-Wan. And these are really beloved characters. These are characters that people really, really love to see. And they've done an average job. So how do you build that on with having a big name like Ewan McGregor, having a big character like Obi-Wan set in a time where it has so much content to cover, such an exciting time uh, between episode three and four, the world that they've, uh, they've built. It f but in my opinion, it feels like a proper Star Wars um, spin-off. It feels like a movie. It feels like that little gap between that made this incredible. And I really, really like that. I really, really like the way that they've done that. And I was a big fan of Rogue One. And I felt what Rogue One did so well was that it stayed true to the source material. It stayed true to the fact that making this link in with them incredible movies that we saw in the late 70s, early 80s. To me, what Star Wars do is I really love for the big, for the source material, and really great love for them three original movies, which are considered to be the greatest, one of the greatest movie trilogies of all time, and you know that that's debatable, but I I believe that, and that's just my opinion. I'll be happy for people to say that the Godfather is, the Dark Knight trilogy is, because Lord of the Rings, because there are, there is that debate. But for me, it's Star Wars, and I think what you see in this show is that they're being constantly reminded of the fact that you will meet this character again in episode four as an older man like Alec Guinness, Ben Kenobi. However, put yourself in that mindset of it's been 10 years since Revenge of the Sith. Where is Obi-Wan now? You know where he is because of what happened in episode four, but you... There's so much time from Ewan McGregor to the end of Revenge of the Sith to Alec Guinness in episode four. And it it pays really, really, really good homage to that. And going into the episode, I think the first one built it up. It built up the setting. It built up the story. And granted, that's what episodes are going to do. If you have a sec if you have a season two or three or four, it puts them characters back in to that environment and you have to reintroduce them also introduce new characters that's what we're going to talk about next with stranger stranger things season four but with kenobi you have to feel like you exactly know where this character is and be reminded because it's been 17 years since revenge of the sith so you you know you understand that you are educating a new audience um into star wars 
young kids who have probably now watched seven to episode seven to nine and enjoyed it, but not gone back and seen where these characters. You know who everyone is. You you know the name. You have already seen the Clone Wars. You know who the Clone Wars. You know the Clone Wars. You know who Kenobi is. He's a big part of that. And I think what you're now looking at is a new audience appreciating where Obi-Wan's story going. Uh, you see Luke. Uh, you obviously see Luke in the trailer. You see Owen Lars, played by Joel Edgerton. I'm really pleased he's back because I think he's such an integral, integral part without people realising it. Um, I don't know what, how much of the show is going to focus on his story with Luke. Um I hope I hope very minimal, uh, but I do hope they touch on it briefly, because if they touch it brief, if they touch on it briefly, then you still feel like you've got a bit of homage. You still Luke's feeling, and you know he's sort of interested in flying through the trailers, and and Obi Wan is definitely obviously keeping an eye on him, like he said he was in Episode Four. Again, bring him back, you know, being aware of the source material, being aware of where this character is going to end up, but. And this is spoilers, so if you, I'm going to put a spoiler warning on when this podcast airs. But layers in it, I layers in it a lot in the first two episodes. That's the main driven story. Uh, Bail Organa is in it. Uh, Jimmy Smith's amazing to see him back first and foremost. But you, I went in with the show because they hadn't revealed that, and I went, oh yeah, you've got to think, like when I saw it, I'm like, that's Leia, that's Leia, because you forget. Like you, you, you know, you do forget that at the end of the day, you know, Leia and Luke had to be kept apart. I think that was so cool. I, I, maybe people were really um, aware of that, or maybe I just wasn't aware of it. But when I watched it, it was a really great surprise. It was really great to see. But the best cameo of the whole thing, Captain Rex is back. Yeah, Captain Rex is back in the Kenobi show. Um, I got really well educated on the um on by by josh actually on what he was doing there uh um i i really really enjoyed the way that they've they've sort of sprinkled them cameos on um and i think that's obviously amazing you don't see darth vader in this one but hey we've got four episodes he's going to be featured in a lot Hayden Christensen has had a lot of press going into it so there's no way he's just going to show up for a scene or two he's going to be part of it um but obviously we have the main villains which is the which are the inquisitors and I've I've known about them briefly um so but to just see them in live action form I thought was really cool I thought it really handled itself very very well and very very positive first two episodes i have to say it's not disappointed um i'm sure with four episodes to go you probably are going to get particularly um disappointed with a few areas or a bit frustrated but all in all i do believe that it's a really great start to the show you know people are going to be in anticipation people are not going to watch it if you're just a casual what shall we watch what's this new series should we watch if you're interested in that stuff you're going to watch it anyway um, but the hype is most definitely real for that show, and I think it's not disappointed till now. Um, that's mainly one of the reasons why I don't do sort of episode by episode reviews because I want to sort of share my, my, my all of my thoughts. 
because I don't want to sit here going, it's amazing, and then the next couple of episodes be disappointing. I don't think that'll be the case, but you have to prepare yourself for that. But really, really great positive start to the episode. Thank you very much, actually, for sending that in, because that's been the main reason for this podcast. So we've got another one here. Um, this is another one here um, uh, by uh, Claire. So she said, absolutely love Stranger Things. Love, love, love it. Uh, so I've been binge watching Stranger Things season four today. Five out of seven episodes. Wow. Well done to you. Um, so just about to start the sixth. Um, but what wanted to jump on here and uh, see what you have to think about Stranger Things so far. Please hurry up and let me get back to the show. <laughs> That's great. I absolutely love that. Um, so I binge watch season two and season three back to back. Binge watched it. I watched this first season in... 2018 because it was just it was something to watch and people were really interested by it so i watched it and uh yeah i appreciated it um so i then i sort of left it for a while thinking okay it was good season two and three smashed it and then when season four was coming out i was like so i actually watched the finale of season three a week before last week so i was up today i won't watch the season four trailer because i I didn't see it. People told me to react to it. I was like, I don't want to because of spoilers, and they appreciated that. So thank you very much to you guys. But season four comes in, and my sister wants to watch it, um, but her friends have been watching it, and she says she comes in and goes, "I've just spoken to," and their name will be uh, will not be revealed. But they said, "Oh, so and so has said they're an hour and twenty minutes long," and I looked, they they're an hour and twenty minutes long. So that's why I said fair play, Claire, for um watching five because i'm only free so i watched i'm watching the fourth one later tonight um after this after this live show um but anyway let's get on to the points because claire wants to watch the same episode i think it's gone back to its roots um, claire i'm sure you'll agree or disagree um being a big fan of the show probably bigger than me but um it's gone back to its horror roots i think last season i think it focused on the sort of romance side of it um obviously you know they had to they had to change the formula up for the show because of um you know the first two seasons sort of had came to a really nice end see season three they tested the waters a bit and i do believe it was the weakest season out of the three but this one's really came back to its roots it's horror based my god have i seen three episodes of massive massive horror it's it's wow it's unbelievable um and i really i really appreciated that i really appreciated the way they did it i really appreciate the way that they've orchestrated it um you sort of see these all, all these characters that really have grown up um i mean i have a few issues with certain ones and i'll get to that in a minute but um definitely you know the new characters were interesting i think some of sometimes they're overshadowing sort of the legacy people in the show um which is sort of frustrating because you feel like oh okay we've had a new season and the cast are going smaller and smaller in role um will is probably my the most underrated character in the show for me i think his story 
he's always been mysterious and I think he's been really really great um, in the show and you know I think he's there um, so to me personally I think he has got the best sort of character intrigue because I think people don't know a lot about him um, but seem to have you know that real intrigue that he was the leader of the show in the first season um, Eleven has always been a really great character I thought Millie, Bob Millie Bobby Brown has played her very very well um, and I think she's she's been a really really great uh, you know Eleven or Elle um, yeah, I think she was casted perfectly and I think she, she does really great I think everybody sympathises with her and her character and I think it was great to see in this one, I think it, it is going back to that sort of route from season one. She seems to have her anger, anger there, which I think is really interesting. Um, Mike, uh, played by Finn Wolfhard, he had a bit of redeeming to do because I didn't like him in the third season. I just I just didn't think he did anything. I thought he was just there. And I'm thinking, you're supposed to be the main part of this show because you're the big, biggest name out of them all. Uh, especially out of the guys in the show. Um, so I thought, like, you've got to have at least something more. But I think he, he's he's redeeming himself a lot in this show at the moment. Uh, Lucas, is again, was another one like Mike, who I wasn't a really big fan of in season three. Um, but I think he's made some real great progression. He's made some really great points about the way that they are, showed their progression, showed their age, uh, and obviously doing something. And I think... Like I said, I've only saw three episodes, so his role I think is has been set up to be really, really interesting. Um, Dustin has it's got on my nerves a bit. I think he's always there as a butt of the joke. Um, I think he always seems to be, you know, Steve's. You know, I have that chemistry with Steve, which is great for the first, like for season two and three. But now I just think he has to be. He has to do things. He has to be part of the main plot. He doesn't have that sort of like, you know, intrigue. I think he's there for comedic moments, to be honest with you. Uh, but I wanted him to do something like on his own. I wanted to do something different or sort of be away from it. And I think that was annoying. Uh, but all the awards are great. I think um, Jonathan Byers, I think, has had a really great arc. I think his relationship with uh, Nancy has been something that's been massively underrated because of Mike and Elle's sort of relationship and then you have Max who's really great in season 4 by the way uh, I think she's done a great job so all of them I would say is is a really really great um, elements to them and I think you know we're seeing Hopper in the Russian prison which I, I sort of can't wait to see him get out because I think he he's sort of stuck at the moment with his story I think he's in one place you're like okay back to Hopper what what are you doing in a Russian prison? What what difference are you doing? Um, but I really liked um, Hopper in the first three. I think he was an undermining character, but I think he was really great in in this one. So full thoughts on Stranger Things uh, season four will be out on a, on a podcast again, um, but it's going to be a while. So I might uh, every once in a while sort of jump on and do a Stranger Things. Um, sort of special live show sort of really delve deep into it maybe bring on a guest so um but claire thank you very much for the you can go back and watch it now um time now to have a look and see what's coming up in the month of june uh because we've had a really great past two months both tv and movies um but 
in terms of the movies I'm looking for, one of the movies I'm really, really looking forward to is uh, a movie that's coming out on June 10th, and it's called Jurassic World Dominion. I'm not, and, uh, but that comes out on June the 10th. That's going to win the month, hands down. It's going to be up there for the top 10 um, summer box office movies. All three of the main original cast back. Pratt, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. The setting looks so much better than the other two. Like in the snow and in the in the forest and woods and stuff like that. I think that looks really cool. Um, but yeah, that, that comes out on June the 10th. And then next... The next month, we've got uh, Lightyear on June the 17th. Definitely very, very interesting to check this one out. Big fan, big uh, Toy Story fan. Um, and I think the original storyline they've used here, I thought was fantastic. Really, really great. So looking forward to that. It's an hour and 40, which is pretty long for an animation. Um, and that gets a wide release as well. So the fact that Disney Plus are not taking full ownership of, of that property really could put Pixar back into the cinemas and you know people really appreciate what they've done because I thought the stuff that they've done over the pandemic has been it's been good but it's had to be on Disney Plus which it's not really brought in a lot of big fans and people really appreciating what Pixar are doing so June the 24th uh, a horror movie called The Black Phone I'm very interested in that could be something really good Ethan Hawke, big, big fan of him love him in um, in you know the recent Moon Knight show so to see him in a, in another horror movie I thought was great and then we close out the month mainly with Elvis um, really I've heard some really really great things from people who have already seen it already so really really enjoying what, what we can see here finally let's help end up on the top 10 uh, highest grossing movies of 2022 coming in at number 10 is Dog at 61.7 number 9 is Morbius 73.2 The Bad Guy 76.1 of DreamWorks Animation in there as always uh, really interesting to see the battle between DreamWorks and uh, Pixar Scream comes in at number 7 so a January movie still staying in there a solid 81.6 as well uh this out of the top five is Fantastic Piece of Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, Lost City is just shy of 100 million, which is crazy. The fact that that's an original movie comes out in uh, March in sort of the midst of having some really, really big uh, tempo movies. Batman still had their run as well. So to have that movie come out and do that well, really great to see. Uncharted has broke the 100 million. Mark, that's a February movie, the only February movie uh, in the top five. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has made number three. Um, Underworked the first one, I believe, but they're very, very close to uh, exceeding that and possibly and probably should because that was a 2020 movie. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and, and the Batman are absolutely leading the race at the moment. Uh, 351.9 million for Doctor Strange and 362 point 369.3 for the batman wow like them two movies that i still reckon to be obviously we've got top gun coming out this week which i'll have a review on sunday so really great podcast really great something to do but really interesting to see a dc movie exceeding a marvel movie uh, at this current moment in time but we'll have to see whether that changes in the next coming weeks so that is it for the FRC Live for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Guys, sorry I didn't 
get to all of them, but we're going to definitely uh, be back with more related podcasts. Check out the video podcast now available on Spotify as well. But if you guys want to check out the audios, then you can check out on Apple Podcast over here on Anchor, Google Podcast, iTunes, anywhere you possibly can. I don't know what my next podcast will be, will be like, but it'll be something that you love. See you guys in a bit.